Welcome to Ode to Games. My name's Logan Plant, joined today by Zach Ross. Hello, Zach. Hello, Logan. How's everyone doing? Hey, it's Sonic Eve for us oh over my here. God. Oh, no. We, we, we have, have not talked about this yet. We haven't talked show. about that. Oh, we didn't. Kevin Valine's no, here. Hi, Kev. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So, uh, that's good. We were assuming that uh, we could have even pushed this uh, this show back a little bit and talked about uh, the Sonic movie as it came out this weekend. But after the show last week, I wanted to confirm that it was coming out at the same time in Japan. And it is not. Not only is it not coming out at the same time, it is coming out in August, which is baffling Ugh. to me. Specifically because I just went to see Uncharted, which was day and date, worldwide release. How is Sonic not worldwide? I don't get it. So, How are you uh, going to dodge spoilers for four months? I'm, probably not. I'm... I'm assuming that I'll get spoiled on something because Twitter is going to be a minefield. Uh, yeah. And you can't last that. That's that's basically half a year. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, have fun. Have fun watching the movie and, uh, you know. We'll give spoiler-free impressions next week. Uh, <laughs> I guess our spoiler cast is going to be six months late. Yep. I mean, that's what we did with the first movie, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Be, be excited for that. Yeah. But this time they have no excuse. The last time it was covid and it was like it launched at a weird time where like in the US it was right before everything kicked off. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get it. They got no excuse this time. This is just stupid. Yeah, it's strange. It is really strange. Uh, I I think that Sonic's a definitely a bigger deal in Japan than Uncharted is certainly. So it's weird to not see that movie coming out at the same time over there. And we were talking you can't even really get it digitally because of some region lock nonsense, right? Yeah, so... I wanted to watch the the original Sonic movie, and it it was still not in theaters. And you know, with COVID, you have no idea when it was going to be opening up. So, I was like, okay, well, it's already been out in theaters in America and already gone to digital storefronts. I'll just pick it up on there and watch it on there. So I bought it on PlayStation, and you can't access it if it's not if you're not currently in the region that you purchased it in. So you. You have the ability to purchase it, and then when you try and play it, it won't let it play. That's so, so lame. They should put up a warning saying you're not in the right region before you <laughs> yeah. buy Just it. Just tell, yeah, tell me beforehand. <laughs> so, yeah. Although I had a thought, I had August. a thought uh, after that. That's not your only choice. You could import a Blu-ray once it once it releases <laughs> and watch it on your PS5. I, I could. Is that? Are they still doing regions on that? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I should check that, because I have a Japanese PS5. Does that mean that I can't use it for Blu-rays? Oh, because the games aren't region-locked, but I don't know about Blu-rays. The games are not region-locked. Oh, boy. But did well, you get rid of your PS4? No, I still have the PS4. So you got that. So I can I I play it on there. There you go. Man, there's a whole, whole can of worms <laughs> in different, different regions. This is, this is a mess. Uh-huh. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, look forward to our spoiler casting. August, possibly. Mm-hmm. But we will talk about the movie Light Impressions next week because Zach and I are going opening night. Uh, so you can tune in next week for that. Okay, something else that's not happening for maybe a long time. E3 officially canceled for 2022. The ESA uh, has told its partners there will be no digital event equivalent this year. This is coming after E3 canceled their in-person event earlier this year. So E3 2022 is fully canceled. Uh, they had planned for an in-person event this year and then had to cancel that. And then 
they didn't really have any word on a digital event, and now it's coming up that there is nothing happening whatsoever for E3. Kevin, what's what's your take? What do you think this means for these summer games showcases and the future of E3 in general beyond 2022? Well, I think with the showcases, we're going to get a similar thing to what we got with uh, with with the COVID year of 2020, where you just kind of have all of these showcases, and then you have some other people trying to pick up the slack. You have IGN coming in with their summer thing. You've got Jeff Keighley doing his, and then I'm sure you know Nintendo will have uh, a showcase of their own. I'm I'm very curious what what Microsoft is going to do because we've talked about this before, where they do a really poor job with their more not independent, but their their personal showcases when it's. When it's with E3, it's like this big extravagant show, but they really haven't figured out how to make their own show and market their own show. Like they had this indie showcase a little while ago, and I had no idea that was happening. So I'm very curious what Microsoft will do if they're going to try and partner with another one of these uh, these groups that are going to be doing their summer things, or if they're going to go you know the way of Sony or Nintendo and create their own thing and and, and try and do that. But for for at least this year. That's how I see it going. We'll we'll see how well it works with all the the different uh, the different people trying to do their own showcases. I hope that they do a better job of kind of lining it all up together because it can be really hard to keep track when it's just like random stuff showing up all the time from different people. Um, but moving forward, I am curious how this what what the what E three is going to be like coming back. I'm honestly kind of surprised that they didn't do a digital show this year because they were able to do one last year. Like I get it in 2020, that was just a whole mess. And you know, there was nothing they could do about that, but you know, we're two years removed from that and they did something last year. So the fact that they weren't able to come together and come up with really anything for an online presence this year really concerns me as to what they want to do moving forward. And you know, the longer they're out, the longer that these other these other groups or companies have a chance to just create their own thing. And then, then what do they return to? Not much. Yeah. And in terms of what's next, uh, they say that they're coming back in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase in person in Los Angeles. So they're once again, planning to have an in-person show next year. We'll see if that ends up happening or not. Uh, Yeah. But Zach, what do you think of no E3 this year and uh, coming back next year, apparently in person? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't super looking forward to there even being an E3 this year. Like we said, companies themselves are getting better and better at doing their own personalized digital showcases and we're leaning more towards that direction and, um, you know, not having E3 in 2020 and having a lighter E3 last year and just more so focusing on every digital showcase throughout the year and having new summer showcases like Jeff Keighley's or like IGN or just, you know, Nintendo by itself. Um, E3 has become less and less prominent, and I think that not having anything this year is really going to hurt them. I think people are going to, you know, like we said, companies are going to get better at doing their own personal thing, and people are slowly going to forget about E3. So hopefully their their plan to go, I, I don't know why they're not doing one this year. Maybe they're focusing all their attention on building up you know, having something for 2023, a big return in person in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do because it's going to have to be big to pull people back um, and to pull companies back um, at this point. So 
It's the inline marketing. That's what's that's FOMO what's with the focus yeah. on FOMO. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that will win everybody over. Yeah. So I just even last year, E3 wasn't really present. I know they had an online thing last year, and the only thing that made last year different from 2020 was that companies all decided to do their presentations in the same week because E3 was back. But last year we didn't cover anything that actually happened on E3's website. Did either of you log in and actually experience the E3 digital event last year? No, I I don't believe I did. No. no. Well, I never do. It's always, no matter what year it is, it's always uh, some sort of YouTube stream. Yeah, so it, or, it... I guess Twitch. E3 didn't even really matter last year, even when it was back, and we just all watched yeah. the presentations people did around it. So... I, th I think it's done. I think that there'll be some weird thing next year that'll be a total novelty to be at because it'll probably be terrible if I had to guess the if last something does E3. happen. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just don't think it really matters anymore. I appreciated that it was technically back last year just because it did give us that structure, just because everyone did choose to do their independent presentations on the same weekend ahead of whatever the E3 digital event was where all the press credentials were leaked. Uh, but I think that... I think that it's just not necessary anymore. I think that companies, for better or worse, have all decided to do their own individual things. I think mostly for worse. I think that most of them are superfluous and not very good. I, uh, looking at you last year, Square Enix, that was one of the biggest wastes of 45 minutes that I've spent watching watching game promotion. Uh, 25 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. But in terms of Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation hasn't been there since, what, 2018? Uh, Nintendo will do their own direct. They didn't in 2020, but I don't think that was because E3 was canceled. I just think it was because they didn't know the status of their games because of the pandemic. And then Xbox, like you said, Kev, they have trouble marketing their own things, but there's no reason they couldn't do an E3 level show on their own and actually get the word out there for it this time. <laughs> so I'm hopeful that we'll still see a good Nintendo direct that will be in that same time frame of mid-June. I'm hopeful we'll still see a good update on Xbox games because I feel like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. We don't really know what's coming from them. We, we don't really know many first-party things in the pipeline from Xbox. But I think it's a bummer, but I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that E3 is is kind of a, a thing of the past. Uh, and it's a little bit sad to watch it struggle along and see a name that used to be so big kind of get dra drag itself through the mud uh, by constantly appearing in the news negatively. When was the last time E3 was in the news positively? Like, it has been years since something good surrounding that event has happened. Uh, even before the pandemic, it was bad. And, uh, yeah, it's just... It's it's sad to see, but I think it's time. I think it's time that we, we move on and uh, just accept that we're in the digital age now for these events and that E3 will never be what it was. Yeah, I'm, and you think back to, to last year, it really was... Nintendo and Microsoft that was really really it and that's that's how it is for most years maybe you know every once in a while Square Enix could put together a decent show or before when Bethesda was separate from Microsoft they could put together something decent but you know if, if you get something this year where Nintendo does their own direct and Microsoft figures out something to do that uh that works that's really all you need right and then if if Ubisoft's over there like oh we're gonna do a show it's like all right cool you go do that and I'll, I'll read about Tom Clancy whatever <laughs> on on, yeah. on Twitter afterwards and I you know I don't have to I don't have to pay attention to that you know as long as you get Nintendo and Microsoft you're basically getting kind of the same thing yeah. minus the, the bloat I guess 
Yeah, it's a shame. Ubisoft last year, their one good thing was Mario Rabbids 2, and it leaked, like, day before. It's like, come on. What, Nintendo leaked it, right? Yeah, they did on their website. (laughs) Sorry, Ubisoft. Yeah. Sorry for ruining your presentation. But, yeah, so E3, not happening this year. We'll have to see what what happens with these things uh zach you did you did say what that zelda wouldn't appear at e3 so you're technically right now that's usually how it goes i i skate by on technicalities <laughs> nothing but, will show up at e3 yeah yeah but hopefully we still see it in june we'll, i gotta we'll see. i gotta go in person in 2023 because it might be my last chance i've never been to an e3 as i let's go can experience only, the full for yourself i gotta yeah exactly I'm gonna. I'm afraid that this will be the last E3, and that I won't be able to go to another one. I really squeaked in there, going to the last two good ones before 2019, which, which, which I did not go to. I went to 17 and 18. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Those I heard, are some pretty good ones. I heard 2019 was like a ghost town, and there was mostly like advertisers set up in the in the show floor, and then 2020 Jeez. and didn't happen, of course. So, yep. Yeah, I'm glad I squeaked it in there. But let's go. Let's go to whatever abomination that yeah. will be. In Keep an eye out for, for tickets. I don't know when they typically go up for yeah. stuff like this. Well, it'll be canceled, too. So then we'll, that's then we'll be, true. We'll be looking forward to 2024. All right. That's we'll E3. The same thing. Let's move on. Uh, not much news this week, but we did get the announcement of a new Tomb Raider game. Crystal Dynamics is the developer. They, of course, are the developer of the Reboot Trilogy. Uh, that has been coming out the last few years. And this game will be built using Unreal Engine 5. And that's it. That is all we know about this game. Uh, no title, no no nothing. We just know that Crystal Dynamics is working on another Tomb Raider. The last game they worked on was Marvel's Avengers. They're still Ooh. sometimes making content for that. And they're also working with Microsoft's Initiative Studio on the Perfect Dark reboot, which there's been reports lately that that thing's been going through a lot of development issues. But another new Tomb Raider, we did know Shadow of the Tomb Raider was the end of the reboot trilogy. So, Zach, you've actually played all of these games. What direction do you see them going next with a new Tomb Raider game? That's a great question. I think that guaranteed it's gonna have Lara Croft as the main character I think it's gonna start off a new saga I feel like it'd be weird to have Tomb Raider without Lara Croft that'd be a big leap uh she really makes the franchise um so I think definitely just it'll be pretty easy because the I don't know the story wasn't super cohesive in the first trilogy so they could really do whatever they want um and it's definitely gonna look gorgeous but I'm kind of sick about hearing just that these games exist and nothing else about them because like what am i supposed to do with this information Mm -hmm. i know nothing it's going to be a long time before we know anything it's nice to know that games are being made in unreal engine 5 and to have an idea of what's being made in it so at least that's good um but yeah this this trilogy could really go or the it's probably not i don't know if it's going to be a new trilogy but yeah this this the new direction that they're going to take really the only thing i could predict is that laura craft's gonna be the main character and if she's not i guess that'd be cool too it sounded like they wanted to tie together that original that that reboot trilogy with the original tomb raider games because i guess the tomb yeah. raider reboot is kind of like her before the main series is that okay that's a i mean good i haven't point. played i haven't played yes. the entire reboot and i have not played any of the original games that came out so yeah. I don't know how that would tie together, but it seems like that might be the direction that they yeah. want to be going. The original 
Tomb Raider games starting on PS1, and I think the entire saga leading up until the reboot was, like, her later in life, and the reboot is her beginning her adventures. So I guess that they could maybe do a, a remake of the first game on PS1 with the dinosaur and the freezer and the butler. I don't really know. The swimming pool. <laughs> it's got a lot of got a lot of hot button points that I don't actually know how they fit together. But yeah, maybe maybe that's the direction. They just remake the original games or have at least a good amount of reference to them. But I think that the trilogy kind of rewrote her origin story, so it's probably going to be a little different at least. Just like Coming the out. Uncharted movie Sometime. rewrote Nate's origin story. Exactly. <laughs> Although this is staying in the same medium. That's a little bit better when it's a film. But I want a game adaptation games. of the Uncharted movie. Oh my god. Zero gunplay or just like running. <laughs> so I can play as Tom Holland? Yes, yep. please. Please. <laughs> yeah. And uh, can we can we make uh, the new Spider-Man's face even more like Tom Holland than even the new one is? Because I just want to play as Tom Holland in all the games. <laughs> don't don't tempt them we'll do it but yeah i'm all, I, i'm with you zach tired of seeing these game announcements with literally no information i thought we were past that as an industry i thought that that people were done doing that uh, but that is not the case it's like all right tomb raider and witcher get excited both on unreal engine 5 for 2028 coming out in sometime yeah. before you die hopefully <laughs> Yeah, but cool. I didn't know if they were going to go back to the series because they finished their trilogy. They kind of said this was an ending point, and then they made the Avengers game, which was not received super well. So I, I do think it's exciting to see them going back to it. Um, but yeah, they've I just, got I that there was a TV more. show coming out on Netflix. I remember that got announced as well. Um, so lots of Tomb, Tomb Raider coming our way in the future. As long as it's not a live service, uh, I'm chilling with it. As long as they yeah. don't go the yeah. Avengers route. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we got the Xbox Series X story here, which is that stock is pretty good. It has been in stock on Amazon, Walmart, a couple other places pretty consistently over the last, I'd say, two-ish weeks, week and a half. Been a lot easier to find this thing, been staying in stock, even going in and out, but staying in stock for hours at a time. So pretty much anyone who it wants to buy one at this point it has probably been able to because it's been sitting in stock for a long time. We have not seen the same with the playstation 5 either edition of that but we saw the series s kind of stabilize a ways back like almost a year ago at this point it's yep. been pretty easy to find so could be a light at the end of the tunnel of the console shortage i've also noticed the switch oled is always in stock now so we're pretty much down to just the playstation 5 is the one thing that you can't just easily find anymore but that's really great to see that the series x a year and a half in is finally <laughs> accessible for anyone to go grab that wants it yeah, yeah, and that's exciting because we kept on hearing these estimates where it's like, yeah, maybe not even until the end of the year that we could see things start to stabilize. And who knows? Maybe maybe the PS5 will, will be a little bit closer to that estimation. But, you know, it's it's nice to see we're not even halfway through the year and things are starting to get a little bit better. This has been such a terrible situation. I'm glad that people who want these systems will actually be able to go out and buy one instead of having to jump through a bunch of hoops or something like that to finally get one. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the day after I bought my Series S. I saw it in store for the first time, which was a little sad. And then, you had yeah. to wait for it to ship to you? Yeah, exactly. And then not too, <laughs> long, yeah, not too long ago, I was in a Target, and I saw Xbox Series X for the first time, and I was so astonished that I sent you guys a message. I was like, I just saw a Series X in the wild. And then now I'm just seeing them every every time I go to Walmart. So, yeah, it's really it gives me hope for PS5s. 
I don't know how much longer it's going to take, but pretty much at this point, everyone who I know wanted one has one. So it's a little too late on that front, but yeah, it, it'll be nice to see them on shelves. Any regrets yeah, going cool. the Just... Series S route instead of the Series X route, Zach? What about it? Any regrets going the Series S route over the Series X route? No, I love my Series S, Same. and I don't think I, the, it's sitting next to my PS5, and it'd be weird having two giant consoles next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> now I got one regular tiny console and one massive console. Yeah, just from my entertainment center setup, I don't have room for it. Yeah, like, it's I, crazy. You've seen it, Zach. My Series S slots right in on the top shelf. The PS5's would... on the side on the ground. Yeah, it would not be as, room as it is with X. most people, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. Kev, Xbox train. You gonna get an Xbox? Haven't just got a PlayStation. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> Dropped too much money uh, yeah. recently, but i've said i've said on this show a couple of times before that by the end of this generation i think there's a pretty good chance that i'll have both my ps5 and some form of the xbox not right now but at some point i think there's a pretty good chance of that yeah all right time for our rumor roundup and oh boy <laughs> this is our weekly we got a good one this week right sonic frontier segment covering all the all the hot, all the hot conversation, rumors, leaks yeah. about Sonic Frontiers before its twenty twenty two launch. It's gonna make it. Uh, and this one, we're going back to an old time favorite. This is Sonic fans still, still oh, just no. going nuts about Quill Length. I don't. Are you serious? I There's another new story. What's about going on about story. Quill Length? But there was a four chan leak. Uh, if you're watching the video version, air quotes around leak because. It is not real that that somebody posted about Sonic Frontiers, and the first detail they put in this big 4chan leak is presentation and graphics. Sonic has a new model that looks like the Game Awards CGI trailer model. Sonic is slightly taller. His shade of blue is darker. Long quills. His body proportions have been modified to look similar to other games. So uh, people, and then people in the comments are just going nuts about quill length. Someone oh says, uh, while I agree that it's fake, in all fairness, some Sega employee clearly does care enough about Sonic's quill length and color to keep making it slightly shorter and lighter every chance they have. Another person says, look, Sonic fans, if you're going to do a fake leak, you have to realize that no genuine Sega employee gives a flying bleep about the specific length and shade of Sonic's quills. <laughs> So people are just are just going nuts over quill length, and I don't know what to do about it, guys. It's a quill war. You got to pick a side, or else you're just a part of the problem. What, on the side of do you care or do you not care <laughs> exactly. at all? <laughs> also, I like in that leak where it was like, Sonic will look like he does in the trailer. It's like... I yeah, mean, uh, thank you. Yes? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, unless... Unless we have a Sonic movie situation where he's like hideous in the first trailer and they have to change it, I don't think they're really gonna be changing him a whole lot. Did it say anything about Amy? Status? Dead? It did Alive? not. It did her not say length? anything about her status or her quill length. But it's just uh, <laughs> these the, the Sonic Frontiers community is getting crazier by the week as I'm following this thing. So it's time yeah, for something some official. News. We need some real Please. news on this. Yeah, thing. people are <laughs> going insane. The Sonic Frontiers community when the game's actually out. <laughs> That's be like, gonna this be is garbage. Else. His quill length yeah. is too long. Too long. <laughs> yeah. The game's great. Terrible quills. Zero yep. ten. Quills ruined Can't it play. for me. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just doesn't feel like Sonic anymore. So Got Quill, I just can't. I just will never understand the obsession with Quill length. Like, who cares? I I get I get caring about how Sonic looks. For example, the original yeah, movie don't... design was hideous. But with the teeth. And the, the nose. <laughs> we need teeth. I don't care eyes. about his quill length at all. It does not matter. It's just, it it's just bizarre. But you would notice if it was really, really short or really, What if really they just, like, long. shaved his quills off? <laughs> exactly. Like, if, yeah, if he had, like, a uh-huh. buzz cut, like, shaved sides <laughs> with quills on the top or, like, quills down to his butt, like, really long hair, like, you would notice. So quill length does matter. It has to be within a certain range. Mm-hmm. But within that certain range, it doesn't matter. It is a shame that we don't know more about the game ahead of the movie this weekend. I wish they lined up a little better. I think it could be a great opportunity for marketing the game if there was a trailer or a release date or if they were a few months closer together. I know this game got delayed, but it'd be really cool if before Sonic 2 there was a Sonic Frontiers trailer of some sort, but... They're just not even, like, connected. Like, they're just not marketing them together whatsoever. And it could have been a really good chance. At the at the same time, though, this is Sonic. And I feel like the games need to have their entirely own schedule. They cannot dictate oh, no. the no. Sonic game based on anything else. Because if that happens, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a mess. Because yeah, yeah. they're trying to hit a deadline for something else, not for the game itself. I think that it's a smart idea. If the game's not ready, don't show it off until you have something that actually works. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's the right call. It's just it's just a shame it didn't work out a little better. Uh, because yeah. it could have been a big opportunity, but instead it's like, oh, we got the movies. The movies are great. The movies make money, and people don't hate them. Just don't look at the games. Just kind of ignore it. <laughs> ignore what <laughs> we'll, those we'll have been. We'll just shove that out the door sometime. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if if um, if the game was going to come out last year, then maybe they could have done something with that. Or, like, tied it in somehow, but nope. It's a shame. It's been 11 years since the last great Sonic game. It's been 11 years since Generations. Except it's been Mania 11 years since great. Sonic Forces. So it has been five years. <laughs> it feels like it. It has been it almost like five it. years since Sonic <laughs> Forces. More years than hours that game was. <laughs> That's Rumor Roundup in that. That is it for the news this week. Light week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice change of pace. Yeah. We usually go really long on news, so it's it's good. But that's going to do it for this week's rumor roundup. Rumor roundup. You know, we it's don't great, care about great, the news. Great Will Link. <laughs> yeah. Great We're not. We, 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 you don't tune in for the news. You turn it. You tune in for the rumors. Uh-huh. The hot button 4chan leaks. <laughs> yeah. That Sonic will look like he does in the trailer for the game. Did you say Sonic Will or Sonic Quill? Sonic Quill. Sonic Quill Will. look like. Oh, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> All right, that's enough. No more rumors. <laughs> we're gonna be. Cut it we're off. gonna be moving on to what we've been playing this week. No Sonic, I believe, from any of us, which is good. No. Uh, we're we're saving our. That'll stuff. be all next week with the movie. Yep. Exactly. Except for me uh we have i have not been playing much personally i did a little bit more elden ring a little bit more ace attorney dual destinies uh still not loving dual destinies but for elden ring um i'm still doing my first save because i don't want to go into new game plus because uh there's still some bosses that i have to beat and i don't want them to like get way tougher because they're impossible on my first playthrough i don't think they're going to be much easier when they have more health and more damage. 
I think um, that would mean that they get harder. Yeah. So there's these there's two more bosses that I am just trying to beat before I even think about New Game Plus, and they are I think one of them's the hardest video game boss I've ever fought in anything ever. And that's that's nice. saying a lot. Man, even stronger yeah. than the beach? <laughs> Don't talk about the beach. Don't talk about that Uncharted 4 beach. <laughs> yes, one of them is so hard because every time they hit you, they get health back. And they have an impossible to dodge move that hits you like 30 times. And if it doesn't kill you, they're basically back at full health. That sucks. So, that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, look look forward to that. I'm waiting for Logan now. I'll, just, I'll wait for him to get there so he can help me. I am um, not there. In 30 <laughs> hours or so once he beats the game. Um, and then other than that, Logan and I did have a chance a couple days ago to play... Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, which is the five-ish hour Borderlands 2 DLC that got released as a standalone uh, prelude to the new Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which just came out. Uh, it's out, right? Yes, it's out. It, it, yeah. it's out. <laughs> this thing, the exact same thing happened to Borderlands 3, where it came out and it dropped off the face of the earth immediately. No one's talking about it. I know nothing about it. It's a really weird thing. Um, because I want it to, I want it to do really well. Because I like the Borderlands franchise, and I want it to continue on. So, hopefully, it gen generates a little more buzz in the near future. Maybe once it drops a little bit in price. But uh, yeah, Logan and I, we did have a, we started uh, Assault on Dragon Keep. We played probably about maybe a little over half of it. Uh, I think is where we're at, and it, it's it's you know. It, it ripped directly from Borderlands 2, exact same combat, exact same everything, uh, the same uh, character options, plus the DLC characters, which you could have, uh, well, I think they now come with every version of Borderlands 2 you can buy because they're all like uh, Game of the Year editions. Questions but, of it, yeah, yeah. Exactly, DLC. yeah, but the two DLC character types that you could have bought are available options. Um, I chose the the Gunzerker Salvador, who I played in Borderlands 2, Um and Logan chose this most broken. I don't even <laughs> go ahead and talk about it. Oh, okay, it's a I chose. What's we're a it, little confused. What's it even called? The his name's Craig. Psycho? I, I think he's a psycho. Yes. Yeah. So it's like okay, the yeah. main enemy from like the Borderlands games. I have not played Borderlands. I am not interested. I played like two hours of Borderlands too. I'm not interested in the world at all. I, I've always thought it's looked kind of just visually drab and boring, which is why I'm interested in Wonderlands because I like the fantasy setting and I, I think it's kind of unique to have like a first person shooter where the enemies are like kind of out of like what you'd expect more from like a skyrim type game or something like that i think it's cool but i'm playing as a psycho i'm wearing a, a snowman head with a top hat and like a weird vest thing as my outfit but my shield like gener regenerates instantly like instant <laughs> like i get I, it's gotten to the point where I'm standing in front of this boss of this area and I'm just point blank unloading into it and it's hitting me with its best attacks and my health is taking zero damage because of how fast my shield regenerates. And Zach has gone down like four or five times and I've had to revive him. I go him. down all the time. I have and gone down and he happens, me happens and gets yeah. pelted by every enemy <laughs> in the area. And he can just get me up and I can go what? on my merry way. Yeah, I don't even have to clear the area before I get him up. because I can just walk over to him and get him up and I don't go down because my shield insta-regenerates. And I do but not the, know why. Yeah, and it's been like is, that since the start? Yes. Like, pretty Since we... Yeah, I, I, I noticed So it wasn't like you picked like up some first like god-tier shield. Actually, it wasn't like, at the start. I was struggling in the first area. But after that, I was just god. Like a super <laughs> yeah. good shield? 
Yeah, not too long ago, I I was down, and then he, I I asked for Logan to come pick me up, and then I was like watching his his health bar because I was worried he was going to go down because there's a lot of enemies around me, and his his shield would just like blip down, blip up, blip down, blip up, blip down, blip up, and I was like, what is happening? Is that actually happening? And then we like compared shield numbers, and mine was better than his. And I even it's not even like I had a like a perk or something or an attribute on the specific shield because I have changed shields two times and that has not gone it's away. The <laughs> only thing that I can think of is that in Assault on Dragon Keep, you get class modifications based on like D D classes. And he picked one up and I didn't. And that was the only thing, like the only major change I can think of before I noticed this happening. So, so you pick but, up one class modification and just break the game. So I don't know if his class modification is just like <laughs> overpowered because I I've I have since picked one up and I'm still going down and taking a bunch of damage. So I really don't know what sort of godlike combination he has. Maybe just like <laughs> DLC characters are better. I I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, but awesome. it's it's we're just ripping through. Like Logan just goes off <laughs> everything we do. He's just going in nonstop. And then... ridiculous. <laughs> Then you go play the real game, and it's like, what is this? Yeah, they actually, I they can actually damage me. <laughs> yeah, can I import my character, please, from Assault on Dragon Keep into Wonderlands? Uh, no, but I'm I'm liking it a lot. I think it's fun. Uh, I think that this is never a game I play alone. I think Zach kind of mentioned that too. Like, don't, don't, you don't play Borderlands games yep. alone. Uh, but yeah, I think it's fun. I like the cel shaded art style. I like that. So Tiny Tina is like narrating the entire game pretty much, and so. She's dungeon mastering. Yeah, it's fun I, I because it's you walk into yeah, a um, you walk into an area and there's an enemy that's like level forty five and we're like level four and she's like, oh sorry, I only balanced the critical path. Let me fix that for you real quick. And then she just like turns it into level five. And it's just super funny uh, to have like this this world where nothing's happening. Like it's a fictional world for our actual characters since they're playing like D and D basically. I think that's just a really cool setup for a story. I think it leads to some, some funny moments. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot what it was called. It's not D and D. It's like <sighs> battles and, Oh my God. I forgot. Yeah, I don't remember it's, what it's, it's called. It's, it's, I'm not definitely a not battles and borderlands or Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. B and D. But uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely similar uh to to borderlands too um in gameplay and dialogue because it's you know it's it it does feel like dlc i mean it's not particularly long so definitely and it we we paid for it but it's free for ps plus players so we're playing it on xbox because we we had to buy it but yeah it's it's fun feels good to be back in borderlands i always loved the the quippy dialogue and 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 the looter shooter combat so yeah, I, I haven't played any any Borderlands since like 2019 when I when I played Borderlands 2 because I still haven't played Borderlands 3. Um, so it was solid. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I definitely want to do it at some point when my friend and I get back into it. Um, because Logan, like you said, has no interest in Borderlands, only in Wonderlands. Uh, but maybe Wonderlands will change change his mind on that. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. Mm, maybe. Who it's knows? Kind of, if you like, if you like the gameplay enough. It's, yeah. it's probably it's probably the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's called Bunkers and Badasses, is what the Bunkers D&D and is Badasses called in, in Tiny oh, that's, It that's is B and B though. Yeah, okay. B and B. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time though. Yeah, that's that's all I played over the last week. Pretty light. Uh, anything else on your? I I know you guys have been really into Kirby, Logan. Any new thoughts on Kirby? 
I'm really liking it. I am. I haven't done a ton of the new content, the new levels. I've kind of just been going back and perfecting levels that I 100%ing, getting Waddle Dees that I missed along the way. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it. I have 100% of the first two worlds, and I'm almost done with the third. Uh, I've been doing the little treasure road challenges. Been doing some of the Waddle D Town stuff. The cooking sub game is really funny with two players because you're like competing to to grab what order the Waddle D's ordering at the counter, and it's just really um, frenetic and fun. But yeah, no no real new thoughts. I just am still really really enjoying it. Uh, how about you, Cap? What have you been doing with Kirby? Yeah, I, uh, I've actually been playing a lot of Horizon the last couple of days, but I did play more of Kirby. I'm on what the fifth area. The start of the fifth area, and I've, I believe I've about one hundred percent of the first four areas, and yeah, the thoughts are are pretty much the same. I'm really enjoying it a lot. I really appreciate the the world and and the different levels that you're going through. I think, like I said, I think last week, um, the idea to put it into this post apocalyptic world really allows them to create a bunch of unique levels within the same biome that you're in, you know, in one you're at the mall and in one uh, you're going along this road and, and in another one, you know, they, they really change things up depending on each of the levels, despite the fact that they're all, you know, in the same desert location or ice location or, or you know, just the normal video game trophy locations. Mm -hmm. But I think they do a good job with mixing up the levels um, throughout each of those worlds. And uh, yeah, the platforming is, is still really great. I, I think mouthful mode is still a great time. Uh, and the treasure road uh, really extends the playtime beyond just those main levels. It gives you a lot of extra stuff to do within each of the areas. There's a lot to do in this game, which again is great coming off of star allies, which I've heard has no content. So it's great. That this one is very content rich, gives you a lot to do. Um, yeah. It's a really good time. I like it a lot. I will say I did play some two-player mode of the regular levels. I, I saw my sister over the last week, and we played some two-player through Worlds 2 and 3, and it is not very good. It is what I've heard, but I can confirm the multiplayer is not a, a strong point for this game. Uh, the second player just plays as Bandana Waddle D and just has a spear and does not participate in any copy abilities, does not participate in mouthful mode. He just, like, jumps on Kirby's back on whatever whatever he, uh, object he's absorbing. Like, he'll ride on the top of the car or hang on the back of the roller coaster or whatever. And he the camera just follows Kirby, and if Waddle Dee gets left... And the camera's not super big, so if Waddle Dee gets left behind, he's just insta-warped. So it is definitely, like, a little sibling or little kid mode. Like, if you're if you're playing with someone really young, they'd probably have fun running around as Waddle Dee, feeling like they're really contributing to the level. But for two players, it is, it's not great. Which is a shame, because, like, Kevin and I played Kirby's Return to Dreamland. That has great multiplayer, where you can both be Kirby, you both get copy abilities. The camera still follows player one, but it has to follow somebody. Um, and I think multiplayer works really, really well in that game. And here it just... It, it doesn't work that well, but... Uh, that's fine. There's there's a lot of other multiplayer options on Switch. Like 3D World, if you want a multiplayer 3D platformer, that's that's a much better option. Yeah, and they give you the option, even if it's not yeah. uh, perfect. It's it's still there, and you can have a decent time with it. But yeah, it would yeah. be nice to have <laughs> two Kirbys so that they can take advantage of that. But then that could be a little bit interesting with, uh, with the mouthful mode. I think that worked a lot better with 2D Kirby, where you're generally in the same location mm -hmm. if you're if you're doing some of these mouthful mode abilities, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine that would be kind of a mess to try and get, you know, two players doing that uh, for some of these, like the hang glider 
mm-hmm. or even like the car could be really, really awkward trying to fit both of those on there. So I get why they did yeah. that, but. And even not yeah. just mouthful mode, like I wonder if it was a performance issue. Like oh, there's a lot going on screen with some of these. And it already has some abilities. issues. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm thinking like the volcano breath one where you're launching these fireballs. I can't imagine two Kirby's doing that and it maintaining its frame rate at all. So I, I think it's fine. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> it, it is a really great single player game. It's just the, the last few console Kirby's have had really great multiplayer. Like Star Allies, not a great game, but that's still a highlight. The multiplayer was really fun in that game, but... Yeah, it's fine because this is this is a great game overall. Yeah, really good. Other than that, for me, more Horizon Forbidden West. They uh, they brought out an update where Aloy doesn't have to bend down and pick up individual like oh, berries that was and annoying. plants. Wait, seriously? So just, oh yeah, my god, that's yeah. huge! So like, I can run through just like Ridgewood and just mash the 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 pickup button and she, she just grabs them all like zach and i complained about that on yeah, the show we, we, we did yeah, complain about that they're listening apparently it was a pretty under the radar thing like there was only a couple of people talking about it. like hey psa everyone <laughs> they, finished they it already <laughs> everyone's gone yeah. yeah so so for people who haven't finished it yet there is that update out so that's great that has, has made gathering stuff so much easier just running through uh certain areas getting from point a to point b and you're just like mashing the the pickup button as you're going along um but yeah uh it's it's been a great time and the more that i play the more the more that the uh the graphical prowess of it really hits me especially when you have to you have some side quests where you're like oh go to the top of this mountain and do this thing and then you go up to the top of that mountain and you just look out over this entire world and you're like oh my god like this is crazy the fact that I can look out in this direction and I see the tall neck out there walking around in its location and just being like, yeah, that is miles away. And I can still see that like perfectly. And you can basically see the whole world and all these settlements. Like it is impressive what, uh, what they accomplished on a graphical scale with this game and that it runs on PS4 <laughs> is, is, is even crazier. Um, yeah. None of us have seen how it runs on a PS4. I don't know. I don't think I want to, I don't want to either. <laughs> Yeah, I think the PS5 is fine enough. So yeah, the graphics uh, have have been blowing me away in certain spots, and I think the story has picked itself up a lot in the I don't know if it's second half, but after that that main starting area, I think it's it's a little bit slow to start as it's showing you these things and and trying to reintroduce this world and 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 these characters, but once you get to the uh, once you get to that main area of the Forbidden West and you start to unravel things, I think it it starts to get a lot more interesting when they add in some of these new characters and, and some of these new threats that you have to go go up against. I think it, it gets a lot more interesting. Not to the level that the first game did. I think the first game, what really helped that out is that it had this sense of mystery around it of like, you know, what happened? Right, Like you've got this, this, you know, destroyed world and it's like, you know, what happened to this world? And you're slowly piecing that together. And if you play the first game, you know that. And so it doesn't really have that level of mystery to it, which I think hinders it a bit. But I think that some of the things that they do and the characters that they add have uh, have made the story more interesting than it was maybe in the early stages of the game. And then beyond that, the combat is still great. Fighting these, uh, fighting the massive robots is always a really good time. And they add in a bunch more combat options with all the different weapons that you can use. I've, I've still been mainly using arrows and a bomb spear a lot that has been my go-to yeah arrows uh, were my go-to the entire game me too yeah but but the bombs bomb spears have been great um do a bunch of damage right away and uh and 
take some of their armor off and then go at them with their uh, yeah. weak arrows. But uh, but they do give you a lot of options. The combat is is still a lot of fun, like it was in the first game. And I've been enjoying some of the side quests a lot too. For the most part, they do a pretty good job of fleshing out these characters in in some of the side quests, which uh, allow you to care about some of them. And they give you decisions sometimes that you can do that change things depending on who you pick. That that can that can change how stories go and new quests that open up and and that's been fun. So yeah, I've been I don't, impressed with some of the side quests. I don't know if I ever talked about this on the show, but I did go back after I beat the game and did a bunch of side quests in the first town. I forgot what it's called. Chain the very first town. The chain scrape. Uh, Was there more that opened up, or did you just not do any of those originally? Uh, I didn't. I really did none of them. Um, okay. so I, did, I, 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 and, and Logan was talking about how he really enjoyed them. Um, so I went back and did them like the one that takes you north into the mines. I like, I really liked So did you just lot. like obliterate everything? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> also but, those, those miners have been trapped in there. The whole like, game. Yeah. Years. I, I did consider that. That was a little weird, but, uh, yeah, I, I actually, uh, I went back to do some side quests and I, I really enjoyed them. So I might go back and do more of those at some point if I ever get the itch. To, to go back into to Horizon, which I'm sure I will at some point, because that world is beautiful, and I do want to spend more time in it. But yeah, it's been a good time. Some weird little things. I am confused by how often, like, plants will, like, spawn within the ground or within, like, certain structures where I'll, like, use my focus and be like, oh, there's something to pick up over there. And it's just spawned in a wall, and you, <laughs> and you can't pick it up. There was another time where... Um, I was going in this abandoned mine shaft and you have to use the pole caster to like, you know, like rip the, rip the vent off the wall. And it opens up just this little passageway to get to an item, uh, just to get to like a chest at the end. And, and Aloy is like, ah, oh, it's a dead end, but she wouldn't go in <laughs> like, like something had fallen and just got lodged there. So she couldn't walk in and the chest is sitting right there. And it's like a purple chest, like, come on, get in there. And she wouldn't do it, so there have been some some weird, weird little things that have happened a couple of times. But uh, for the most part, it's ran very well. The game's gorgeous, and that combat really carries it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, have you given a, much of a chance to the skill trees? Uh, I stuck mainly to the hunter skill tree that upgraded bow and arrow stuff. But yeah, each skill tree has like a special skill that you can unlock and activate. Um, it's like a temporary power-up. The one for the the bow and arrow tree, I think, was just, like, extra bow damage whenever you activate it. But she, like, drags paint across her face. I don't know if you've given much chance to looking into a the little bit, skill not, trees. Yeah. Not too much. I mean, I've been doing a lot of bow and arrow stuff, and I do uh, survivalist as well. Just getting, yeah. like, more health from berries. And I typically went with more stealth. Stuff and, like that. and stealth yes, helps, stealth. too. Yeah. yeah. It's been, you know, like, bow and arrow... Uh, berries or whatever that is and yeah. and stealth have been the big three for me stealth is <laughs> very big if you're doing any of like the, the, camps the or combat like one i never even touched so like if you're in combat you're already loose if you're like smacking them with your thing you're out of ammunition it's it's yeah it doesn't it doesn't yeah. come up too often yeah. <laughs> it does it's not super useful unfortunately but yeah, yeah i'm enjoying it a lot it's a good time awesome all right time for road two this week oh two Let's do it. It's April, which means oh we goodness. have reached the quarter mark of the year somehow. Feels like uh, we were celebrating the start of the year like just a couple of weeks ago. 
time's flying by, but that also means that we're getting that much closer to game of the year conversation. So one fourth of the way through, thought we'd do a little bit of a check in and see where we're at on that games that we've played that came out this year and what you think so far is uh, your possible game of the year and what could dethrone it for games that are still going to be coming out. Zach, I'll throw it to you first. What games have you played that came out this year and what do you think is kind of your front runner for, sure. uh, for game of the year? The the big two that I have played and I think the only two would be, like we were talking about, Horizon Forbidden West, which is an absolutely beautiful game um, which really showcased the capabilities of the PS5. Uh, actually ended up really liking the story, the combat, fantastic. So definitely was a contender um, until I shortly after started playing Elden Ring, um, which has swept the nation. Um, everyone is throwing this in game of the year, guaranteed, no doubt about it. One most anticipated game two years in a row. This game lived up to all the expectations and I would say exceeded them. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, the the open world, play your own way, all the different, you know, bosses, builds, directions you can take, the gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous world. It's just the clear front runner at the moment and very hard to think that something might surpass it this year unless something very close to my heart came out like Uncharted 5. Um, that I was mean, crazy oh drop. <laughs> oh yeah, I, there's there's not anything in the world. There's something that... that you know that we don't. No, from around us. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe Sonic. Who knows? Sonic could squeak in. Dark Horse. Dark yep. Horse game of the year. That's that might be the the only thing I can think of that might have a chance at beating Eldering. But for right now, it is really hard to think that something could top. Uh, top Elden Ring in my mind for for the remainder of the year, because I just love it so dang much. That's probably I think that's a pretty common sentiment among a lot of people so far this year. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be the case. Yep. Logan, yeah. are you in the same boat? Uh, yeah, I haven't finished Elden Ring yet. I'm like 20 hours into it and do absolutely love it. The biggest contender for me that could have passed it just got delayed. Uh, Zelda. So uh, yeah. that that. That probably maybe helped seal its case. And then Tunic, people really love that game. I, I could see myself really liking Tunic once I finally get around to playing it. Uh, and then, uh, this is half joke, half not joke, Mario Strikers, uh, I'm extremely excited for. Uh, and if, who knows, maybe if I, I put enough time into that, uh, that could be that could be a contender. Actually, that game a, looks What amazing. about a sports story shadow drop? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh, that that would be really, really great. But besides that, I don't know. There's there's a lot I'm excited for this year, but nothing that I think will really pass Elden Ring. Like, I also love Kirby. I don't think that's going to be my, my number one, but Kirby will probably end up in my top five. Uh, will Horizon? I don't know. I, I really, really come, come out lukewarm on that game. I kind of like it less and less the further I get away from it, which is a little disappointing, but whatever. It's yeah. fine. Um, that's a fair assessment. Lego Star Wars, I'm really excited to play. I'm going to be talking about that in a couple weeks. I'm waiting to play it co-op with my sister. I'm meeting up on the next weekend to play that. So two weeks, two shows from now, I'll be able to talk about impressions of that. But people seem to really like that game, too. And then the true Dark Horse Nintendo Switch Sports is, is coming wow. out at the end of this one. That would I'm, be a I'm real Dark like Horse if, 
we come to the end of the year and that's game of the year not actually you, you never know <laughs> yeah could be incredible <laughs> but yeah elden ring's the front runner uh what could pass it i don't know we'll see maybe tunic Tiny tina tunic really looks like my jam so Tiny we'll tina. see what that ends up being <laughs> All right, as for me, the two games that I talked about today, Horizon Forbidden West and Kirby are the two that I've played that have come out this year. Uh, haven't finished either of them. Uh, as it stands now, Horizon would probably be one, and Kirby would be two. But again, that could change as I beat both of them eventually. As for games that could top it, uh, I am very hopeful for Saints Row. If, if it comes back and is everything that it could be, a mashup of Saints Row 2 and 3, I could see that being my game of the year. But it's been so long for Volition since since yeah. a really good Saints Row game that I am, uh, you know, hesitant on that. But if it if it reaches those expectations, that could be my game of the year. Mario Strikers Battle League, I'm very excited for. I don't know if that would be my game of the year unless it, like, really blows me away. Um, I feel like it'll be... I want it to be more of the same, but would that be my game of the year for this year? I don't know if it had like a bunch of like extra cool modes or if it was like, you know, a, had a story mode like baseball did back in the day and blew me away with that, then maybe. But, you know, I think it'll be a really good Mario Strikers game and that's what I want. And I don't think it'd be my game of the year. Live Alive, I don't know if that counts since it's, that <laughs> since it's a game that came out in the 90s, yeah. but uh, I, I, have, I have very high hopes for that. That could be uh, a contender for uh, for game mm-hmm. of the year for me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think... God of War Ragnarok, if it somehow manages <laughs> to get the in, one person playing it, I'll play it. And him, <laughs> I might like it enough to be game of the year. Who knows? I really loved the first one. Uh, if Sports Story comes out this year, mm-hmm. you know that 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 could uh, that could challenge for it. But as it is right now, Horizon will probably be my one and. I think Saints Row has the biggest chance to, to dethrone it if it's good, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I'll have to do this check-in. But... Oh, yeah, Splatoon yeah. 3. I forget all, about that game. weird about that one, though. How little we know about it is is worrying me a little bit, but I'm sure it'll turn out fine. It'll it, it'll just be a matter of how much how different is it yeah. from Splatoon. Is it just, am I playing a slightly better version of Splatoon 2? Yeah. Which in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing because Splatoon 2 is already very good and there's a couple mm-hmm. of things they could clean up there. But for game of the year, I don't know if that would that would really be enough. What about Xenoblade 3, Kev? Xenoblade could also be... Uh, Xenoblade, the problem is, that, that thing is so long, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'll have it done because Saints Row comes out in August, in the latter part of August. August 26th? And then, Xeno, then Xenoblade comes out in September, I believe. Uh-huh. So... I probably won't pick it up on launch. It'll be after Saints Row is done. And so it's, it's a matter of if I finish a 100-hour journey uh, before the end of the year is, is mm-hmm. the big question mark there as to where that's going to slot in. I kind of have a feeling that it may get bumped down just because I haven't finished it yet. But we'll see. Big games. Take too long. Yeah, take too long to, take too long to play. All right. I think that we've reached the end. Any final thoughts before we wrap this show up? The Facebook Marketplace seller I bought Paper Jam from canceled my order. <laughs> and I don't know why. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it's just like, your order's been canceled. And I was like, well, all right. That's lame. Did you, Have you gotten a refund? Did you pay? Yeah, I got a refund. I got a refund. Okay. But I was like, were they like, 
seeing how much this thing was actually selling for, and then they're like, I can't sell it for 25 bucks. And then they <laughs> this canceled. game's too good. It's got Paper Mario on it. <laughs> but it wasn't, your package has been destroyed. <laughs> it was not that. And I did get a refund. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm also but really, also really on the fence about getting a Switch, a new Switch, uh, because I was holding out for a Zelda Special Edition. Zelda got delayed by who knows how long. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the fence about that. We'll see. Your yeah. your switch is in the worst shape out of out of the three of us. I think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I think you have the most reason. Speaking of 3ds games, though, uh, quick PSA for sales before the eShop goes uh, it just dies. Uh, Sega and Atlas are having a huge sale on a lot of games that are very expensive right now. Uh, all the Shimigami Tensei SMT games, uh, Etrian Odyssey is on there radiant historia is on there a lot of those games physical copies are going to be running you 70 80 beyond that and a lot of the games are on sale for 10 or less so that runs for nice. another week so if you're interested in any of those games and don't want to pay crazy prices on uh, on the physical copies go pick them up on the eShop while you still have the chance zach anything from you before we wrap up last judgment dlc is officially out Lost Judgment DLC. That's another I gotta thing. Play it. I got to play it. I've heard it. it's very good. That's exciting. I am very excited, but I need I need to finish at least one of Horizon or Kirby. I can't be juggling three of these things at once. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. When are you going to be playing it, Zach? I got a busy couple weeks coming up, so maybe not for a couple weeks cuz I'm going to be out of town the next two weekends, so maybe once I get back the following weekend I'll pick it up and just plow through it full impressions of ghostwire tokyo next week start to finish Get excited for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that'll be hype yeah look forward oh to that. i don't i don't know if you can see it but i pre-ordered it and got a, a tiny metal poster of the villain and the logo and it's right there on my wall nice. it's Looks so like tiny it's, it's very <laughs> yeah. tiny i got i got a coaster with horizon forbidden west <laughs> Not that really, that. you know, you you feel the Forbidden West in that coaster. You know, it really yeah gives you the, the feel Forbidden the West that they're like, oh my god, it's so forbidden, and then it's just exactly the same as the World from the Ever, First game. So many people yeah. live there, <laughs> and all your friends are there. Like literally, yeah, everybody you know is in the Forbidden West. <laughs> yeah, they're just following you over. They don't want to be a big party. Uh-huh. All right, that's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services they may use. Odegames.com has it as well. YouTube at Ode to Games has the video version of the podcast. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.